To the McYap and Fries movie podcast. I'm Gavin. I mean. And as per usual, we shall be hitting you up with all the latest news coming out of Hollywood and various other places where they make movies. Holes of the universe. Uh, <coughs> then we'll be uh, coming at you with some movie reviews. I'll be um, reviewing the remake of The Karate Kid, starring Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. And I'll be reviewing Toy Story 3. The end of an era. Exactly. A long era. Big deal, big deals. And then after that, we'll be wrapping things up with the uh, box office results from Malaysia and um, the, the United States of America. Disaster to save the world. Moving on to news. Uh, last week, we reported that Michael Fassbender was uh, having to choose between getting involved with Sony Pictures' reboot of Spider-Man, playing um, an, unknown, an unnamed villain at the time, the although they're saying it's probably going to be the lizard. Uh, and he had to choose between that or an offer that was being made from 20th Century Fox to play Magneto. the young Magneto. In uh, Matthew Vaughn's upcoming uh, film version of X-Men First Class Where he would play opposite James McAvoy Who has already been cast as Professor X And uh, it seems that he's made his choice It's he's in uh, final talks to play Magneto Cool Awesome, this is what I was hoping for Uh, And there's also been some more casting news Is he doing it because he's he's playing Magneto Or because he's playing Ian McKellen? I don't know, that's a tough one We should probably like Michael Fassbender, if you happen to listen to this shit Please feel free to email us yeah. at podcast at mcyappenfries.com and let us know. Are you taking the role of young Magneto to play Magneto or because you want to play a young Ian McKellen? And that's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com in case you didn't catch it the last two times. If you like what we're doing or if you don't like what we're doing, if you fucking hate it, I don't care. Just write in, man. Give us a question. Give us something we can sink our teeth into. <laughs> so you're out there, people. It's okay to reach out and touch somebody. Just not in buses. There you go. Or any form of public transport, really. I mean, yeah. they tend to... Not up down on that You know, thing. a lot of women carry a mace these days. Don't ask me how I know this. A bit red around the eyes there this morning. Yeah, there you go. No, that's not mace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's also been some more casting news to do with X-Men First Class. So this is uh, re- regarding the role of Hank McCoy, a.k.a. The Beast. Um, he was played by Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer, also known as Frasier, in X-Men The Last Stand, which was directed by Brett Fuckoff Ratner. But uh, he was good man. He was good in it. No, and he, he, was that, and he, 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 he was he was rocking the new X Men look while everyone else was wearing the movie look. I mean, he yeah, was wearing yeah, the yeah. jacket and the yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was good. I liked him in that movie. I thought it was great casting. But Kelsey Grammer's an awesome actor. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's one of these things that because like it, because the only, the, only, the only characters who can play blue are him and um, Rebecca Cumming and Rebecca. Well, and Rebecca, she did a pretty good job. She did a pretty good job. Although she wasn't always in blue, and she wasn't really acting a lot of the time. No, just standing really. there naked, <laughs> just standing there, and she was very good at that. With the blue paint was awesome. <laughs> The blue paint should have won an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome. They turned a model into an actress. But, uh, <laughs> smurf. in this um, prequel, uh, apparently they've gone with an unknown actor, Benjamin oh. Walker. Uh, apparently he's a stage actor who, uh, there is, who's currently starring in a play called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. That bloody bloody. Is, it, is, is he Australian? I don't know. <laughs> bloody <laughs> Andrew Jackson pissing in my lawn again. Driven through my fence three times this week. 
There was also some uh, talk last week that um, Rosamund Pike was in talks to play Emma Frost, but yeah. there's been... Uh, have you heard about this? No. There's been an update on this where apparently the main reason that she was... Um, that people thought that she was in talks to play Emma Frost... Because she turned up at their offices. And also she had a bunch of like Emma Frost comics, apparently. Huh. But um, it seems that she's really in talks to play Moira McTaggart. Oh, which is the uh, lab assistant to Charles Xavier, oh. um, which kind of makes a little bit more sense in regards to the um, yeah, just... in regards to the the continuity. Yeah, uh, because Emma Frost wasn't really part of that particular grouping group. But um, th- but then the only other problem with this is that there's also a rumor that uh, Amber Heard, um, who was in um, uh, Never Back Down, and I believe that she was also in Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. uh, she's in talks to play a young Mystique. Oh, yeah. So it's. I mean, it the continuity thing, they'll, 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 they'll see what they're doing. They yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but Moira McTaggart does fit more in with the age group they're going with, with Charles. I mean, Charles is what, 30? Yep. The, yep. Scott Summers and all those going to be like 17, 18 mm-hmm. year olds. It does, it, does fit in, it does fit in with it more. I think we were just sort of excited just in terms of the look. Her pike look. and chips. Yeah, it w- <laughs> would have been perfect. I was looking forward to my pike and chips with a better side salad. <laughs> it's not fair. Well, you know, life is full of disappointments. <laughs> Moving on to uh, some other uh, Marvel-related news. As um, usual, <laughs> this is coming in the Marvel cast. Well, you know, Marvel is slowly taking over the world, yeah. especially now that they've merged with Disney. It's like it's all over. For a moment there, I thought you were going to say North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Il-young said, we're really looking forward to Spider-Man 4. Because <laughs> that's how I roar, roar. <laughs> and bricks! <laughs> that's how I roar, roar. <laughs> That's what I like. Anyway, um, 20th Century Fox has reportedly offered um, Deadpool to Robert Rodriguez. Yes, I saw this news. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Robert Rodriguez is the director of El Mariachi, fucking Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Sin City from Dustal Dawn, The Upcoming Machete, and the Planet new- Terror. Planet Terror, awesome movie, and is also the creative force behind the new Predator upboot, uh, reboot. Yeah, upboot. Upboot. <laughs> upboot. I'm, I'm Canadian, did you know? Uh-huh. Well, he's producing Predators, not directing, so... Yes, but, but, he, but he also did the script. And they also want... They offered Which isn't else. necessarily a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they offered him something else recently after that doesn't it they, Fox are like kind of happy with what he's doing they offered him something else he turned it down I'm not too sure about this oh um, I can't quite remember uh, but um, I do know I do know they have offered him Deadpool uh, there is no confirmation as to whether, whether or not he will take it and even if he does take it it's still going to be a while before we see this movie because he's uh, you know he's still got a fair bit on his plate no no he's got that Nerve Rackers movie that nerve Time crackers, nerve yeah, crackers. No, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's his own personal project. That's his own personal longer, I think. Like. He's got Machete coming out. With, he's got Machete and Fox coming out for uh, Machete and Predators coming out for Fox, and they're pleased with those movies. Uh, but I'm not sure. And no, Ryan Reynolds as well. Is, doesn't he have like about 15, 15 movies on his plate yeah, right now? Yeah, but he's he, still. I mean, he's pushed Deadpool hard. I mean, he's not, from all accounts, he's he hasn't pushed it recently because obviously he's going to start pushing the Green Lantern. Well, he's going to yeah, he's going to push Green Lantern. You know, and he's also got Buried coming out. Yeah. Uh, he's also got that <laughs> that very ill-advised uh, team up with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Although you team up. it's ill-advised in my opinion from a creative point of view. Yeah, I don't from see money that, point of view. From a money point of view, I mean, especially right now, mm. Sandra Bullock. She's so hot she, right now. She's the most loved woman in the world. She's America's right fucking now. sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, America loved it to begin with. Now it's like it's insane. You know, Jesse James is living in a cave somewhere, like being, <laughs> being whipped by fucking Indians with German accents. It's insane. <laughs> Uh, moving on (laughs) moving on Uh, Sam Raimi have you heard about this confirmed Confirmed. to direct Oz the Great and Powerful Uh, which is a prequel to uh, The Wizard of Oz 
Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Is, is apparently still in negotiations to star as Oz, which is uh, the story of a circus wrangler who gets caught up in a tornado and ends up in the fantasy world of Oz. Not which Oz begins. Yes, it's uh, not to be confused with Australia. No, or no. the prison. Uh, the one, the one scary thing is, is that it's uh, based on a script that was written by Mitchell Kapner, who wrote the whole nine yards, which oh. isn't exactly the best movie in the world. No. But uh, it is expected that it's going to be rewritten. I mean, uh, with uh, Sam Raimi taking over. Is it Sam Raimi or Raimi? Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. yeah, I always get it mixed up. Oh, he'd been. That was it. Fox had offered uh, Rodriguez the. The director's chair of Planet of the Apes prequel. That's right. And he said, I'm not touching that shit. I'm not touching that shit. <laughs> Fucking Tim Burton fucked it up. But, you know, they're, they're, they're offering that shit. I mean, they're, they're, he's, in the, he's in the good books at the moment, which is good. Ooh, you're in Fox's good books. Not like us. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, speaking of Rodriguez, there was a whole load of pics leaked from some uh, Russian website. A uh, mm-hmm. whole bunch of Predator pictures. Predator pictures. Um, some interesting things that we saw there was a fantastic picture of Danny Trejo just sitting just like legs akimbo guns out know, like, you know, know. they fucked with the wrong Mexican again although in this particular picture uh, he does look a little bit like my grandfather <laughs> and his I'm hands not, are starting not, to get high I'm not shitting it's the mustache <laughs> <laughs> it's the mustache and, and the guns <laughs> it's also saw I mean we mentioned before how get out of the house <laughs> get out of the house you Chinese bastard <laughs> Although I didn't sound very Scot- I didn't sound very Scottish just now. Get the hearse! Get the hearse! Yeah, we Chinese bastard. He'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow. <laughs> we mentioned before that the trailers and stuff we'd seen for this hadn't got a lot of Topher Grace in them. Yeah, and like so, this had the first real picture of Topher yeah, Grace holding a scalpel. Yeah, because he's a doctor. <laughs> he has to operate on the predator before he can kill it. <laughs> Nurse, <laughs> scalpel. Gas, not for him, for me. <laughs> but uh, they did also showed off some weird stuff, which looked around the, tr- the predators, which maybe slightly worried in that they do have a lot of full facials of the predators. Yeah, and it is very much the old school yellow skin, yeah. bone ridge. There is one prickly hair thing, and the other one. There's another predator, mm-hmm. which is very. I don't know. It doesn't follow the look. I mean, it has the flappy mouth thing. Yeah, all you know, it, it still has that whole sort of pussy face kind of thing. But it, it has but like multiple layers of skin going I know, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. And like you were like you were saying earlier, it's like I don't I don't really like it when they fuck with the design. Yeah, the design's nice as it is. I mean, you want to make some minor tweaks. Go ahead, but but then again, I mean, let's see what the, I mean. Let's see. There what is the, one tweak they did code that that guy the call is the, the, the big black or something they call him. Mm-hmm. They did show him with his helmet on, and he has got like an alien a jawbone of some kind of yeah, alien yeah, yeah, on the yeah. bottom of the mask, yeah. and that looks badass. That was cool. That was cool. That was very nice. Although there is one picture of an alien looking kind of like like a pissed off dad. Yeah, it's the one where he's like, <laughs> like, he's like his, his mouth is wide open. You are like, not going out where he's like, like Missy. He's like, what did you say? It's like it's like that kind of look. His mouth is all wide open, and it just kind of remind. I can't, the thing about the Predators is that ever since Predator 2 when Danny Glover called called the Predator a pussy face yeah, yeah. it's like now I just cannot look at the Predator without <laughs> without thinking pussy face <laughs> it's ridiculous now the whole thing has turned into some fucked up erotic thing for me and, I, and, 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 and I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all messed up you're all messed need, up and I'm turned on I need help <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like you're saying messing with a design classic uh, I always remember the interviews with the designers on uh, Alien Resurrection saying how they've enhanced Geiger's designs and all that kind of shit and it was like you know three year olds scrawling over the Mona Lisa yeah it's you don't fuck with that you don't fuck with that it's a design classic leave it <laughs> that does deserve a moment of silence it does it does <laughs> I always liked watching Geiger uh, like give interviews because he always sounds stoned 
It's like, batshit insane. I know, I know, I know. But he sounds, he always sounds high. It's like when he was talking about his designs for Alien 3 and like the whole dog alien. Yeah. It's like, you know, David Fincher, he came to me and he said that he wants the alien to, to be like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a beast. And so, I, and I gave the, al- the, the alien mouth, a lips, uh, for, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's erotic, like a woman. <laughs> but but it's, still, it's still a beast. <laughs> like a woman. <laughs> like a woman. <laughs> It has no, legs because, like a woman. No, because it was starting with Alien 3 that they started to bring in the whole the fucking alien has a personal connection with Ripley and yeah. So it's the, so the, uh, you know Giger because he's all fucked in the head. His his idea of getting oh personal involvement they're yeah. gonna they're gonna fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so he started making the the the, um, the early sort of conceptual drawings for Alien 3, yeah. the redesign of the alien was quite uh, sexual. They were definitely going um, space penis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and trust the French to take take it the full circle oh, in, the yeah, fourth, yeah, yeah. in the fourth one. Orgy, <laughs> alien, or xenomorph, oh, orgy. No. I, I'd like that out, man. Don't remind me of that shit. Which is lying on the bed of yeah, Rosamund Pike's I mean aliens, and like <laughs> writhing around in her leather gimp suit. Ah, uh, that. And she yeah, she makes out with the fucking newborn. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was in, it was interesting because um, not I wish I'd I wish I'd read a review afterwards. I wish I'd read it before. Says so if you leave ten minutes before the ending. It's actually not too. It's bad. fine. Once they escape, yeah. get up, leave, turn it off, yeah, yeah, yeah. cover your ears. But uh, one thing I thought was interesting is that quite some time ago I was watching uh, the director's cut of Aliens, mm. and uh, it had the James Co- James Cameron commentary. Oh, yeah. And apparently, in the early meetings when he first met Sigourney Weaver, she's like, "She's I, wearing heels." She's I like, "That was in the." Original. She's like, "I have conditions. I don't want to fire a gun. Mm-hmm. I want to make love to the alien." <laughs> And I want to die. <laughs> and then after he said, it's kind of interesting that um, if you watch throughout the course of the alien saga, she has got her wish. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there was uh, Ridley Scott, reminds me, Ridley Scott was doing some stuff recently at like uh, Film Fest and had some chats about stuff. And he was saying about when, um, just bits and pieces about her. Like when she turned up, she was, when she turned up for her casting, like she's tall anyway, she's in high heels. And yeah. he, like he was looking over at her the entire way through the movie. She yeah. kind of scared him out. But one nice bit was as well when she tells Yaffa Cota to shut the fuck up. Yeah. She was just pissed off with him. That wasn't scripted. She was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you watch, like, uh, for, those, for, the, for those of you who are fans of the Alien series but you uh, haven't seen the Alien Quadrilogy box set, I highly recommend it. Yeah. This is an amazing box set. This is probably the first, bef- even, like, even Peter Jackson didn't, hadn't come onto the scene before this. The, it was, this is probably the first box set that contained the most exhaustive fucking common, uh, like d- yeah. documentaries and information on, on the alien, alien series and uh, they were interviewing Ridley Scott and he was saying that Yafakoto was a fucking lunatic yeah, yeah. it's like he, 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 would, he would come up one, there, there would be some days where he would go up to Ridley Scott and say like you know what I'm not going to die today I'm going to kill that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> he'd be shooting his death scene it's like you know what fuck it I don't want to die today I'm going to kill the fucking alien <laughs> But like, and 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 a lot of the cast didn't like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it's like that scene where Veronica Cartwright slaps Sigourney Weaver. That's not that's not fake. That's she, real. Because apparently Sigourney Weaver kept ducking. Oh really? She kept, <laughs> she kept ducking, right? And so so Veronica Cartwright was like, I changed my timing, and just she just went right into my hand. <laughs> and that's why she ended up becoming Sigourney Weaver, and I ended up becoming Richard Jenkins' wife in Witches of East. <laughs> She's so freaky, that woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a paradise. <laughs> and then a serpent crawled into their garden. <laughs> how, do, how does a serpent crawl? On its belly. I think I fucked up that line. Uh. Daryl Van Horn. Yes! <laughs> I love that movie. Ladies. 
Um, we heard like, a couple weeks ago that um, Game of Del Toro is off the hobbit. The rumor now for the, the front runner for directing is Neil Blomkamp. Yep. Because <laughs> Peter Jackson just doesn't want to direct it. Yeah, he, he really just, he I just, don't want to direct it. It's just it. like, if there's really nobody else, I'll hint, do it. Yeah. Hint. Like, if there's really nobody else interested, I'll do it. Yeah. Which is code for, like, save me! Yeah. <laughs> I'm save drowning me. in hobbits! Fucking lion! <laughs> Fucking MGM! <laughs> what started off as a passion project has now become the pain of his existence. Job. It's a fucking job now. <laughs> but Neil Blomkamp, that's so out of left field that it just might work. But you know what? It's gone to a point now where I don't want them to make the movie. Yeah. You know, I'm well, they've like, already. You saw there was photos as well this week of Hobbiton. Like they built yeah, some of the yeah, sets. Yeah, it's yeah, not just yeah. the ones they had standing from the yeah. previous one. They built some more of the sets. I'm like, fuck. I know. Well, they can't use the previous one. The previous one's a tourist attraction now. Mm. It's like you can go and stay there. <laughs> isn't one of them isn't one of them down the back of uh, yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Jackson's garden yeah. he goes that's his writing room he goes in there and feels like a hobbit <laughs> go in there put me hobbit trousers on no no personally I'd rather this movie doesn't. I'd rather this movie didn't happen anymore it's no. gone on too long you know it's it's. it could be for the inevitable reboot in 2025 yeah you know what they need they, like Peter Jackson's like like son needs to come back yeah like fucking 30-40 years from now and do it or something the sequel to the classic 30 years later only it's not a sequel <laughs> but none of you will care <laughs> bring money <laughs> uh, also talking about like uh, ex- like new directors on projects for the uh, Ghost Rider sequel did you yes, hear about this? yes I heard about this this is great news this is great news <laughs> So, um, the Ghost Rider sequel, although it was a hit, it was critically panned, and rightly so. Yeah. Uh, how, and, however, now Columbia Pictures wants to bring the Ghost Rider sequel to the screen. It's being called Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yep. And uh, they have hired the Crank directors. Mark Neveldine <laughs> and Brian Taylor. The, they, wrote, they wrote and directed Crank, and they actually wrote the script that became Jonah Hex eventually. Yes, yes. And they also uh, wrote and directed Gamer. Which, yeah, I, which, which I have yet to see. Don't bother. I mean, that that wasn't. It's not half as stylish. It's not half as fun. But the two crank movies, crank. the two crank movies, buys them at least five movie credits. Yeah. In my book, their next five movies has to suck before I stop seeing their movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this, they have. A, they still have a script for uh, David Goy, but they're negotiating to direct it. It's not really finalized. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not finalized yet. No, I thought it was. I know that uh, Nicolas Cage really wants to do it. You know, like Nicolas Cage, probably crank directors. Fuck that. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, he's he's let, doing all this crazy let, shit with the Sorcerer's Apprentice and stuff. The, he's in it. Let the wave of Cage continue. <laughs> Although they are saying that there is a chance that he may not be able to do it because uh, his um, fucking his, his schedule, his slate right. right now is absolutely insane. He's got National Treasure three. Why or why? Uh, uh, I haven't seen any of those movies. I just can't bring National Treasure out. three should just should just be called Nicholas Cage has debts. <laughs> National Treasure three. The extension. <laughs> Uh, and he's also uh, signed on to star in Trespass opposite Nicole Kidman okay now this is a problem because I can't stand Nicole Kidman I can't I really don't like her anymore Uh, and uh, this is a movie about um, a married couple who are taken hostage by four quote brutal perpetrators end quote Um, and and isn't that 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 movie they already did twice with Michael Heineke one what was it called the home invasion one what funny games yes funny games yeah there's funny games and then you got like hostile hostages maybe maybe is the other, is the other end of the scale but, of the but, other but, end of the but, scale but they already did um, uh, an American remake of that. Oh, funny games yeah exactly yep Michael Haneke did it himself right? mm-hmm. yep and here's more good news the director of Trespass is Joel Schumacher oh brilliant there we go the director of uh, all classics like Batman and Robin and um, the gayest thing ever yeah <laughs> also known as flawless <laughs> uh-huh. It was written by Carl Gudzisik, 
who has written four episodes of Dead Like Me. Did you, did you, I missed this news a while ago, but um, you know we got DC and we got Marvel, you know, going for that whole Avengers thing. Um, this was news from WonderCon quite a while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, during a panel, Jeff Johns, um, you know, who's got this new creative consultant, a creative organ, CCO role at yep. DC. Yep, yep. He's running the show essentially. Mm-hmm. Someone asked them like, "Are DC is pulled Joe Casada?" Yeah. Are they going to do uh, build up to a kind of a, a Justice League movie, like do follow the Marvel way of doing things? And yep. he just said. Can't talk about it yet, but we'll talk in San Diego. Announcement. Announcement. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't already know, most of you listening to this have told you already and jumped up and down. We're going to San Diego Comic Con. Yes, the McCappen Fry's movie podcast will it's be... going on the road. It's going on the road. Road trip. We will be at the San Diego Comic Book Convention. And yes, we will be casting. Yeah. <laughs> as much as possible. Stay tuned. We'll be in Hall age. Go up there with the laptop and look like Jeff! 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 Jeff. Uh, Ooh, my, me! Uh, me! Pick me! In my nanny, but you have fries. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what about this flash movie, eh? Mm-hmm. People people want to know. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Do the roar. <laughs> Do the roar. <laughs> and then the first thing we'll be catching on the Thursday will be Hall H with Tron. They've been confirmed as that's the first yes. thing on Thursday morning, yes. so I guess we're just going to have to drink off Friday night and sit outside and go in. Oh, we're definitely going to have to camp out. I mean, like, uh, if the Tron equivalent of the fucking Twihards turn out, yeah. then yeah, we're definitely going to have to camp out, because last year was absolutely insane with these fucking Twilight fans, like, crashing, spending the night yeah. fucking outside, insane motherfuckers. I haven't done that since Phantom Menace, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> for movies since the 80s man credit card no queuing yeah I queue for movies I've never camped out for a movie except until you actually camped out I I camped out I camped out you should have seen the lines dude it was insane (laughs) it was like it was like people had their tents and they were like it was it was like a full on party In, in hindsight what a waste of fucking time I know <laughs> no but you know you make some pretty good friends and the yeah. whole night the whole night itself camping out it was good fun yeah. it, was, it was the movie that sucked <laughs> it was so bizarre because you go in there you go into the cinema and everyone's like yeah we want it you know Americans like you know, like, we want it yeah waving then, lightsabers and shit they're like fucking beach balls in the audience <laughs> and then with beach balls there are people like bouncing these huge beach balls off each other and then after the movie's over you can hear a pin drop people just walking out what the fuck was that one guy was like did that just suck? Stop! Don't, don't <laughs> fucking say anything! <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, San Diego. So, if you have any particular movies that are coming up that will be at San Diego Comic Con, send us in your questions as well at mm-hmm. podcast.megapenfries.com. We'll there, try and search out bits and pieces for you. There will be a fringe panel. Uh, there will be a panel for The Walking Dead. Um, there will also be a panel for. Um, what was that one? Okay, Thor. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Lantern teaser trailer will should be, be will be premiered at Comic Con. Yeah, so it should be all kinds of awesome. Although I'm not too sure how awesome this news is, uh, because of the success of Karate Kid, obviously they're planning a sequel now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a rumor that in some regions it's called the Kung Fu Kid. Um, yes, I heard that too, yeah. and that is a, a, that is something I will get to yeah. in the review. Um, but yeah, uh, like because uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, last week, the Karate Kid kicked the A-Team's ass at the box office, uh-huh. uh, made more than double of what the A-Team did, Fuck. took in $56 million in on its opening weekend, and the budget was just 40 
So naturally, Sony is thinking of a sequel. Now, this is not exactly surprising. The original uh, Karate Kid series also spawned two sequels, one of which wasn't bad. The third one sucked balls. Which was the one with uh, Hilary Swank? Uh, that was the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're not talking about. You know, you, you've already scrubbed it. The, yeah, the karate kid that shall not be named. Because <laughs> there is a, some wag um, edited together, Jackie Chan hates that, kids. Yes, that was called the next karate kid. Yeah, the next karate kid. Yes. No, she wasn't the next karate kid. No, she was not. So I think she, <laughs> she went on to become a boy who didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Somebody edited together a clip of Jackie Chan's fights, but like, just like, edited it against kids. Jackie Chan hates kids, and one of they and they had some Hillary Swank in there as well, and it's just him roundhousing kids constantly. <laughs> it looks great. Uh, the original Karate Kid Part Two um, was when Ralph Macho's character and Mr. Miyagi went back to Mr. Miyagi's home country of Japan. Mm-hmm. So, seeing as how uh, in this one he's already in China, Jack- yeah. Jackie Chan's home country. Do you think they might be going to the States for the next one? Could be. Could be. Personally, I, personally I hope they don't. No? I hope they don't. I hope they... They can go to another country, but I just hope it's not the States. Because, mm. I don't know, it's like... Because that's one thing that the, that the remake has going for it. They go to London, England. I, I want them to go to India. India? <laughs> I, want, I want them to go to India so Jaden Smith's like, you know, Jaden Smith can like beat up some midget Dalsim looking character and just beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> I'm going to kill you! I'll go to Thailand and take on Tony Jao. So, I have cancer, you lousy stinky bastard. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, let's go to Thailand, dude! Yeah, yeah. Jackie Chan can fight Tony Jao. Yeah, yeah. And Jaden Smith can fight Tony, Tony Jao's son. Although, uh, Tony Jao, have you heard? He's given up acting to become a monk. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just finished, I think I saw something for the third Ambak movie. Really? Yeah, I saw, I think it was a poster I, of the cinema I, I, last I think, night. I think he took it too far. You know, like, after, like, he got... After setting his legs on fire and beat those guys up, that was the pinnacle of his career. Yeah, he's decided that this is not for him, and uh, he's going to become a monk. <laughs> Bulletproof monk. Bulletproof. <laughs> his, Fireproof monk. His first student shall be Sean William Scott. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air about a sequel. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed the, the remake, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I don't see a sequel working. No. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those movies that I think. You're lucky you got away with this motherfucker. Well, that's you A-Team. Know. Yeah, yeah. No, the A-Team. Crying for a sequel. Crying for a sequel should have a sequel. Um, oh, speaking of 80 shows, have you heard about this? Uh, the, the Equalizer? Equalizer as Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. The angriest man in the world. <laughs> Finally gets an outlet. <laughs> uh, it's... For those of you who aren't aware, The Equalizer was a UK, awesome, an UK awesome TV show in the, in the 80s starring Edward Woodward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome theme. Awesome, awesome title character standing in front of the car. I know, I know, I know. Fucking brilliant. If you have a problem and you can find them, you need the equalizer. If you can, you can't afford the A team. <laughs> like if you can't afford a whole team, you can only afford one dude. Mm-hmm. Like an, an, an OAP. Yeah, because I mean, he was old enough when he did it. I know. But he was just hard as fucking nails. For those of you who do not know who Edward Woodward is, he was last seen uh, in Hot Fuzz. He was also the... Uh, the For the, the greater good. Yes. He was also the lead in the good version of The Wicker Man. Oh, yes, the original. <laughs> uh... But uh, aside from that, um, no. and he was also like, what was that other TV show that he was in? Not not the Equalizer. Um, there, there was something early, early in his career in England. Um, ah, fuck. Ah. Open all hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> he probably was. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> he was in EastEnders. Played Tommy. It wasn't the Bill. No, it wasn't the Bill. See high five the new professionals. No, these are the nineties. <laughs> Go back to the. Where there's a will, 
the defenders. Ah, oh, Callan. There you go. What? Callan. Uh, Callahan. There you go. Callahan. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I mean, he was a very solid English actor for quite a long time. He's in a lot of stuff. Callan. Is it Callan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. An ITV Playhouse. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Never mind. He was also in Common as Muck. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was the he wasn't the Common as Muck guy. He was probably just like, oh look he's refreshed. <laughs> but uh, he was cool and he just he would solve he would help people who needed someone up against the big he'd help the little guy. Yeah, I always remembered Equalizer as the sh- as the only other job Burt Young had other than other than the Rocky movies. Burt Young. Burt Young was Paulie from the Rocky movies. I remember he was in an episode of uh, of the Equalizer. <laughs> <laughs> it was always on like 11.45. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty weird time, time scheduling. McCall! <laughs> and other news, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> God, this guy is like, Robert Downey Jr. is like Mickey Rourke. He, it's like they both are so aware of how lucky they are to have a second how, chance. And how, how would they have to exploit it while they still can? Yeah, because it's like both of them just don't want to seem to do anything other than just make every movie that's released mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> just team up with Guillermo del Toro. No, instead, Robert Downey Jr. has teamed up with his wife, Susan Downey, and they've established their own production company called, imaginatively, Team Downey. <laughs> Which, have you seen that? Have you, actually, we should probably get it for uh, Sunday Comic Con. You see the teacher that says, like, Team, I don't give a fuck? No. In the, in the Twilight font. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. Where can we get it? Order it <laughs> now. <laughs> While we're talking about that, I was reading this um, uh, because um, Universal Soldier Regeneration has just uh, come out in the UK and oh, like yeah. they were reviewing it at Empire. So they did this very brief QA with Jean Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. Uh-huh. Dolph Lundgren comes across like such a cool guy, Van Damme just comes across like a, a fucking dick. idiot. <laughs> because they, they asked him a series of stupid questions, the one of which was, What's the, what's the craziest thing you've ever kicked? And uh, Jean Claude was like, France. You know, Jean Claude Van Damme was just like, Well, you know, it depends on all sorts of things, you know, like the, you know, like the, you know, the height and all that kind of nonsense. Dolph Lundgren. Grace Jones. Kick <laughs> <laughs> <Hate> that shit. <laughs> Kick the fuck out of that bitch. <laughs> Crazy Bond villain bitch. <laughs> Did he miss here? Was it kick or hit? Did he hit that shit? No, it was kick. <laughs> he might have misheard. Yeah, man, I hit that shit back in the day. Oh, yeah. Cross yeah. But, uh, yeah, Team Downey, they've set up shop at Warner Brothers, and uh, apparently what their, first, uh, their first goal is um, to... Make a movie that the late Steve McQueen had tried to make uh, oh. b- before he passed away. Steve McQueen had compiled over um, 1,700 pages of notes um, oh. about... In some places they call that a script. Uh, it's, uh, uh, which was called um, Yucatan. It's a heist movie set in Mexico about a group of thieves attempting to the steal... Yucatan. 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 Yeah. Yucatan. 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 Sorry. I'm you Asian. can turn. I'm Asian. You can turn. You, you can, you can turn. If you go out in the sun, you can turn. Heist movie set in Mexico about a group of thieves attempting to steal an ancient cultural treasure buried somewhere on the... Yucatan. Peninsula. <laughs> it's a place. Robert Downey Jr. is expected to star in... Yucatan. Yucatan. <laughs> uh, but um, no director attached yet. Although Steve McQueen's son, Chad McQueen, is to be one of the executive producers. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, but for the more immediate future, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is starring in Alfonso Cuarón's uh, space adventure Gravity. He's gonna oh. he's gonna do a castaway thing. He's gonna film one half, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna take a break, do Sherlock Holmes two, come back and shoot the second half. Really? Gravity. Yeah. Is I don't Gravity think... there was a space racing one? No, I don't think so. 
What's that one called? There's some Disney have got some property that's like this space race thing, and Steven Spielberg's trying to get off a movie called Interstellar, which is about people going through a wormhole or something like that. But it's written by a hardcore physicist. Oh, really? So it's like I black hole too. Here we go. I'm not too sure about what the uh, the plot for Gravity is. I don't think he's going to be doing like a, like a Tom Hanks castaway, you know, like lose a bunch of weight or anything like that, because I don't think he can afford to lose weight for Sherlock Holmes too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Watson no. to the gym. But nah, right now, right now, this this boy seems unstoppable. We talked about the X-Men movies earlier. Have you seen the photos from um, Hugh Jackman's latest Real Steel? Yes, this looks... Re- this just sounds ridiculous. This has gone from sounding stupid to looking, looking stupid. stupid. <laughs> I, know, I know, it's like... Uh, the, let's just try and paint a picture for you. It's like... It's a boxing ring. It looks like a boxing ring. Yeah, you're in the, you're in the great corner. Yeah, and uh, there's like a big fucking robot that looks very dated. It looks like a, it, looks it looks like, like Maximilian from yeah, Black Hole. Yeah, yeah, it looks with, ex- with Japanese like yeah, yeah. embossing. To- on it. Totally, totally. Yeah. And then and to its and to its left is the bad guy from Reboot. You haven't seen Reboot, the Canadian cartoon. No, I haven't seen oh. Reboot. Looks just like that. It has a kind of inlaid circuitry, but glowing red, and it just looks fucking dumb. And he's on the edge of the ring with, with ropes with his arm off, and he's just like lit from behind. It's like. You dumb fuck. It's like, Jesus, what, what the fuck are you the, doing? <laughs> I think we mentioned before, for those of you who haven't heard, this movie is about a boxer who um, you gets retired because essentially everyone's watching robots fight now. And then he becomes a boxing coach who gets a, a, along with his, his son comes into his life and the two of them find this robot that can't lose and then they become a, how do you coach a fucking robot? You program the thing. You know, it's like you... I line just, one, I hit, just, stand up. Two, hit opponent, stand three, line three, go to line one. It's like it's 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 banking on that whole robots have souls bullshit again, you know, because because that's the only way I can imagine this working. It's like you know you got you got to learn to love the, the robot. robot. Is his dead father. <laughs> it's Jack Frost all over again. You just I just kind of have these images of Hugh Jackman doing a terrible imp- impersonation of Burgess Meredith. Yeah, it's like get on your bum, get up and get him, Jack. Gone. I wonder if there's going to be a training sequence where he tries and tries to make the robot chase after a chicken. <laughs> if you can't catch the chicken. How are you gonna beat Creed? <laughs> I love that. It's such like old school fucking. That's the one thing about the Rocky movies when you look back at it now is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you all these like the, the bad boxers are training with hardcore technology, and Rocky's like chasing a chicken around the back. <laughs> and, and somehow this is somehow <laughs> this fucking chump beats them. But I mean, the only thing they're saying they're doing this a mixture of physical effects and special effects, and the only thing. I can think the only good thing that come out of this is maybe one step closer if, this, if they pull off the effects of uh, getting closer to an ABC movie ABC Warriors movie if they manage to it just it, I don't know the whole thing just looks ridiculous mm. uh, it's like it, just looking at the picture itself it's just like what the fuck are you doing it's saying. such a weird career choice yeah. <laughs> I mean it is it, originally was I thought it was the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie mm-hmm. that's what it is those little toys it could be I mean I, I suppose you should reserve judgment until you see a trailer but but just everything about it just sounds so ridiculous it'll was, probably make shitloads of money there was something though wasn't there another movie that we thought was sounding ridiculous when it came out it was okay hmm. last year sometime there was something that just sounded like the most retarded thing ever and it actually worked there was something going back in my mind when I was reading this going like yeah the, as a one line pitch it's crap and we'll get to this for the Pixar movies later as well it's like you can sometimes I don't rewatch them because you can boil them down to your toys are alive it's like well but then when you watch it, it's like, ah, I do. It's mm. good. There's more to it than that. So I'm hoping there's going to be a lot more to this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is awesome. Oscar, Oscar material. I know, I know. It's not Hugh Jackman is being interviewed, and he just like, I was like, I, I sing to the robots. When I saw these robots, my jaw just hit the floor. <laughs> Mate. Uh, 
Speaking of insane, have you heard about uh, the Vatican um, declaring that the Blues Brothers is now recommended viewing? Because we're on a mission. <laughs> God. Just because, yeah. Apparently the Vatican has a whole uh, list of movies that uh, they say... The Pope of Soul. Is a, <laughs> it's like essential... Is a, uh, bullshit. The Pope likes Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Uh, but the, 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 like, the Catholic Church has a list of movies that, uh, that they consider to be essential viewing for uh, Catholics. Mm-hmm. And there's some, you know, and there's some unsurprising titles there, like The Ten Commandments, Jesus of Nazareth. The Passion, you know, of, the Passion of the Christ. It's a Wonderful Life. But they Terminator just, 3. And they, <laughs> <laughs> it's got salvation in the title. <laughs> his, letters, his name begins with, it's John Connor, J.C. <laughs> <laughs> That's not on the list, right? No, it's not on the list. Neither is Crank. <laughs> no. <laughs> Matrix is. Is it? No. <laughs> the Pope is the one. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be just so weird? Just looking, looking, looking. Debbie does Dallas in the middle. Blah, 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 blah. The thing. But yes, now the Blues Brothers has been added to this list. And I just And I just thought that deserved... A, a, a little mentioned because it's it's just so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> did you see the trailer this week for The American? Yes, I did. Yes, I, did. I hadn't heard about much before this. Um, it looks like it looks like Clooney's just doing an older born. It looks like Up in the Air meets Michael Clayton meets the Killer in Italy. In Italy, I mean, <laughs> does he have a crisis of conscience or he just kill people? No, he has a crisis of conscience because yeah, he's talking. You to can a tell. Priest. You can tell. He's always going. He's got to turn good. I, I actually cracked up at the beginning of this trailer because the voiceover for it sounds almost exactly like his voiceover for Up in the Air. Really? Though just the way it starts, the tone, you know, it's like he's just, he's dead inside. Working vacation. Dead inside, you know. And, and, and lo and behold, what wakes him up? A chick! <laughs> up in the air! I saw another trailer as well for Conviction. And, and, and he just looks severe throughout the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Hence Michael Clayton. Mm. But he's an assassin, the killer. And he's in Italy. Although I the do, Italian job. Although I do love the poster for this movie. I haven't seen the poster. The poster, it's a very 70s style. It looks kind of like an old Steve McQueen type of movie. Mm. The way but, I mean, sometimes I wonder why they make movies like this anymore. It's like, hasn't, hasn't everything been said about, you know, hitmen at this point who have crisis of conscience? Well, you kind of just uh, have... I mean, it, I mean, it's the Clooney. Mm. It's the Clooney. The Clooney. Every thing. year you have one or two Clooney's. Yeah. And basically, you just have to take whatever he wants to give you. But I mean, I, from what I saw, this it looked like he's like, I want some of that born action. Like, I, I'm sick of doing all this, like you know, serious, like actorly shit. Well, I'm, 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 give me an action movie. I'm sick of all this Oscar bait. Give me, a, give me, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Oscar bait, uh, the trailer for Conviction. Did you o- see this? Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Oscar bait. No, I didn't. They're Oscar baiting all over the place. No, I didn't. This is Sam Rockwell, right? Sam Rockwell, Hilary Swank, uh, Mini Driver, Peter, Gallag- Peter Gallagher's in it as well. Um, it's a true, basically a true story of a guy who's done for murder and then his sister, who has unwavering belief in his innocence, puts herself through college to get him out. And they even have funny accents that is like, you know, that's Oscar bait as well. Doing the, They're doing, I, don't, I, I couldn't place it. It sounded like Boston, but weird. they had like weird accents in it. And like it takes, tw- it takes, tw- it's not ruining anything. It takes about twelve years for the movie to get to the point where she's she can do anything about it. And so, like, it's one of these like a triumph of the human spirit type of movies. Totally, and the trailer is totally that. I mean, the music swells. It's like I still believe in you. Do, do they do they use the uh, the Randy Elliman score from Dragon, the Bruce no. Lee story? No, I find but, that they do that a lot with like uh, you know like triumph of the human spirit type type of movies. But yeah, I mean, this looks like. <laughs> 
It's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got it. I mean, because you can do these kind of movies well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Who's directed it? No idea. But it is very much standard of true stories and trailer, very much so. Which you got it. You can't do that anymore. Well, speaking of awesome trailers, the Smurfs. The Smurfs. <laughs> This movie looks teaser trailer. Te- it's, it's te- they have got teaser the- in every sense of the word. Yeah. But they have got the look of the Smurfs down right. Yeah. That, that's, that, they look fucking cool. They look Smurfed. <laughs> they look very Smurfed. <laughs> Papa Smurf. Just like every time I, when, when you look at Papa Smurf, there's just a part of me that's like, just wants to punch him. <laughs> when he pops up and he's got that white beard with the red. <laughs> your first reaction is like, oh shit! Because <laughs> I mean, Papa Smurf's a bit like Castro. Slightly. Yeah, he's got a beard, he wears a hat, he's a dictator. You gotta do what Papa Smurf says, otherwise you go in the hole. <laughs> you go in the hole, Happy Smurf. Too fucking happy. <laughs> Hopefully they'll subvert it in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Jokey Smurf is now a terrorist on the uh, Homeland Security list because he keeps leaving, you know, bombs wrapped as presents all over New York <laughs> on subway stations. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about Jokey Smurf. Yeah, he's always the exploding presents. Exactly. <laughs> Because I think was it they said in the, in the trailer is it clumsy and dumb as fuck Smurf or something that they have in it they have it's like it's Papa Smurf and two other Smurfs it's, it's uh, gr- gr- grouchy grumpy grouchy and was it hmm? handy no no it's not handy handy has the has, has, the, ruler. has the ruler in his <laughs> in his ear <laughs> why is the brainy they're weird too weird man we gotta have brainy there Papa Smurf Papa Smurf <laughs> I'm sure they'll have all of them <laughs> they better but punch brainy in the back of the fucking head. But it's like I didn't I didn't realize that the Smurf theme song becomes so annoying when it's done with Wild Thing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <coughs> and when it's and when it, no, no, no. It, and, and it's not done with a high pitch. Yeah. It's like no, 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 It sounds like a Nazi theme when it's <laughs> when it's done like that. You can just imagine these bunch of Nazis are as they mo- as they fucking machine gun down a whole bunch of people. I'm right. I'm Smurf. The triumph of the Smurfs. <laughs> Stop human civilization! Is threatened by Renny Liefenstahl? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We need we need a, we need a story trailer. But, a, uh, I mean, the, the effects do look good. Are you a spy? Nine. I'm a Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> Mine Smurf. <laughs> smurf Camp. My Smurf is smurfed. <laughs> Uh, the other trailer I caught this week which was for uh, the new trailer for Resident Evil Afterlife this is just book fucking sane it's like this is the one why are they still making these movies because Mila Jovovich needs money that's true and I, she, I think she's getting paid for all the I'm, doubles it looks like they've I'm, got an I'm, army I'm, of Alice I'm, I'm convinced that um, this is Paul W.S. Anderson's way of keeping her away <laughs> from him because <laughs> he just produces yeah, he, just produces he doesn't yeah, direct yeah. it anymore he He's just goes to his editor shit. here's some money keep her fucking busy it's like all right, you know what we need to work out a deal so we can do 10 Resident Evil movies <laughs> to keep her the fuck away from me <laughs> it does look like though they are I think they're working in Albert Wesker who I don't know he's the head of the Umbrella Corp mm-hmm. and I mean if you want to see video games do not have the best track record when it comes to emotional moments some of them you know there, there is some high points but the Resident Evil games aren't those and Albert Wesker is one of the worst <laughs> hammy actors like that turns up in all these video games like ah you've made it to my left you know he's totally over the fucking top and this he's wearing shades and dodging bullets it's like he's fucking the one in a white room he's Neo it's bizarre so it's Alice versus Neo 
And um, Allie Larder's in this one as yeah, well, right? Yeah, because she was in the last one. She's kind of got her contract. Uh, I don't know who else, because the guy who was from the Mummy movies, who was always playing the, like, mystic Eastern guy, was he? I think he got killed in the last one, didn't he? On... Oh, oh, that guy. No, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't I see the last he, one. I think he got, he got infected and something like that. He went down there. Go on without me! I'll hold him off! Infected. There is somebody throwing a fucking huge axe. I don't know who that is. Because, I mean, there's some iconic monsters in that. It's like, I think at one point, it's not a liquor because that's from another game. It's like, oh, it's a thingy! And it's like, oh, well, that's from the game. I, I haven't seen the trailer for this. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Resident Evil, Evil movies past the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen any of the others. Are they any good? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not at all. Um, the other was another trailer. The other trailer I saw was the middleman. Did you see that? Yes, yes. Because this, this, I mean, the, this looks the like, internet. The internet is this year's. Um, this looks as, like asteroid impact because there's this and there's the, the recent posters for the social network. Which yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how that's. I mean, your man who owns Facebook has more money than God, and I don't know how they managed to make a movie about how him and his flatmate fucking hate each other. Apparently, because I read a synopsis that said that like, the social network is. They just go off at each, you know. They, they they just hate each other by the end of it. Apparently, it's a whole the bickering behind Facebook, you know. Well, trust David Fincher to focus on that. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, like I haven't seen the uh, the poster for this. I mean, I saw the uh, the posting for it, but mm. I didn't take a look at the poster. How does, well, it, how does it look? It's kind of cool. It's kind of zodiac esque. It's Fincher esque. <laughs> but this trust middle- David Fincher to do a zodiac esque poster of a Facebook movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what's in the box? What's in the box? But the, the, this middle poke middle. me! Why'd you poke me? Why you poke me back? What's what's worse than a poke? I'm gonna super poke you. David Fincher has chucked the zodiac at you. <laughs> uh, but this middleman trailer looks good. It's about the guys who turned got porn on the internet and monetized the internet. And uh, Giovanni Ribisi's in it. Uh, Luke Wilson. Giovanni Ribisi is playing yeah. my favorite star. Favorite kind of Giovanni Ribisi character. Bug fucking <laughs> insane. insane. And he's also. I mean, he doesn't have a speech impediment, but like, you know, he talks like there's rocks in his mouth in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what, what? It's like, you have a check for $2 million under a pound of coke in the drawer. That's awesome! <laughs> What's wrong with that? And he's purring a crossbow. <laughs> uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh my god. I, just, I remember him when he was still like 14 years old on My Two Dads. Or in, X, in X-Files when he was the lightning boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fried Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, golden times I've always liked him since then he's always been good Giovanni would be I, I love that guy yeah uh, also worth a mention is his bug, is his batshit insane performance in The Gift The Gift I haven't seen that one you haven't seen The Gift no no that's uh, that, that, is it like totally gift mate that's it's, a word um, that's a word in our it's a Sam Sam, Sam Raimi movie mm-hmm. um, about a about uh, this sort of like fortune teller type, type of character played by Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. and she lives in this small sort of like southern southern like a redneck town and uh, Hilary Swank is um, it's like a, she, she, she's an abusive wife and Keanu Reeves is an abusive husband <laughs> beats the shit out of her and uh, Katie Holmes is this chick who gets murdered and, uh, and that is basically sort of the mystery surrounding her murder like who did it and uh, Giovanni Ribisi plays the, uh, the, the town mechanic Who's just fucking insane? <laughs> it's like he literally like like freaks out in, in in the middle of scenes and screams and starts slapping himself. <laughs> I gotta catch that movie. <laughs> no, it's got a killer cast. Uh, last bit of news, I guess today. Um, 
Did you hear that Platinum Dooms doing the Monster Squad? We mentioned that a while ago. And they've now got writers confirmed, which is Mark and Brian Gunn, who are cousins to James Gunn, who made Slither. Yep. And Scooby-Doo too. He wrote Scooby-Doo too. <laughs> and he wrote Scooby-Doo. It was, it was going good for a while then. Yeah. <laughs> Until Scooby-Doo came along. So, I mean, although he wrote the specials as well. The specials is that one, it's like the, it's like it it was the even it, cheaper mystery man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was the one, one, one with uh, Rob Lowe, right? And, yeah, and the guy and from Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. I've seen bits of it on cable. It's, yeah, I've seen it on cable. It's, I think it was on after that Justice League shit. Not good, not good. But uh, yeah, so they couldn't get him, so they, they hurt his cousin. So that does not bode well for the Monster Squad movie, which is a pity. I mean, we'll see what they can do, but ugh, Jesus. Well, I got a last bit of news here mm-hmm. uh, concerning Judd Apatow. Um, Judd Apatow is the director of Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. Funny People, etc. And uh, he has just announced his new comedy. It's going to be called Business Trip. It's um, business term. Which apparently is, he's calling it sort of like a female version of The Hangover. Oh. And uh, it'll it'll uh, and it'll it'll star in the lead. Surprise, surprise! His wife, Leslie Mann. Oh, Leslie Mann, who I do like. I've been a fan of hers ever since Cable Guy. <laughs> And George of the Jungle. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the that's the whiny that, chick. Yeah, the whiny chick from. George she, doesn't, she doesn't look so whiny in that she, picture. No, she's a lot cooler now. And he seems to have turned into Sam Raimi. <laughs> it's like Zach Galifianakis, more with like shorter beard. But yeah, he's he's described it as sort of a female hangover. It follows three women on a on a, on a corporate trip, uh, but they wind up doing anything but business while on company time. Ah. ah. So it's like every sales trip, every sales guy does. This everything. sounds like the worst idea ever. The hen night. I have. I have zero interest in this shit. Probably, yeah. probably because I'm not a chick. Mm. But you know, I just don't. I just don't see it working. What do you think? No, I don't know. Judd Apatow has not proven himself to be someone who can handle a serious a, a female psyche. Yeah. <laughs> the Hangover. <laughs> there you go. The Hangover. Uh, emails. Emails. This week we have an email. Uh, this one, uh, Stanley writes in. Hey guys, right before writing again. I too watched the A Team, and it was a 100% bona fide popcorn flick. And it, sorry, air quotes. And it was awesome. Shelter Copy was genius. Haha, you sneaky fucking problems. Hey. Anyway, here's my question: What are the top three actors you'd like to punch in the face? Uh, Stanley's is Paul Walker. The one good thing about his acting is that his ability will not be affected by his death because <laughs> he's corpsing it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker. I don't think he's that bad. He's not. He's not being given. Any big enough roles to fritter away? Yeah, I would like to. Um, I, I could argue against that. I do not find Paul Walker that slappable. Yeah, you know that punchable. He was. I mean, I, I haven't watched all the Fast and the Furious movies. So. I, I've seen the first two. Oh. That's that's about it. That's yeah. as much as I can handle. I mean, the first one is essentially. He's in. Blue, it's, a re- it's a remake of Point Break. He's in Blue Thingy, wasn't he? The one with Jess Galba. I uh, yeah. Into the Blue. Into the Blue. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that I, I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies neither have I which is probably why we don't want to slap him in the face although I have heard that um, that uh, he that the movie Running Scared is actually quite good he did a movie called Running Scared not to be confused with the Billy Crystal Gregory Hines movie but he actually did a movie called Running Scared which apparently was quite good oh the Billy Crystal Gregory Hines movie yeah <laughs> he will next be seen in a movie called um, I believe it's called Taken no, not Taken Taken Down or something. no The Takers Oh, Takers. And this has a cast to die for. Yeah. It's Paul Walker, Hayden Christensen, Ooh. and Chris Brown. Fuck. The, also known as the dude who likes to beat up women <laughs> with with their umbrellas. <laughs> Fuck. Who's yours? Uh, top of my list is Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He's 
He's well, he's, the, he's on the top of my list too. I, and I think people I didn't, already, even, I, did, I didn't even write his full name. I just drew, I just wrote Matthew McCock. I mean, <laughs> I think people are already doing this because if you know some of his posters, there's a thing, there's a whole meme online that Matthew McConaughey can't stand up straight. Every one of his romantic comedy posters, he's leaning. He's leaning on the chick he's or a wall he's or he's falling because <laughs> his and head is so big that it just it's the gravity attracts him to the planet he needs help and he has the same I'm an I'm, I'm a huge cock smile yeah in, in every single poster it's like you just want to beat the shit out of him yeah totally I mean even in Tropic <laughs> Thunder he was playing a guy Tropic, Th- want, Tropic Thunder was the only time I, I, that I didn't mind him but he was playing a guy who you want to punch in the face mm. so it worked fucking TiVo <laughs> I got the TiVo! <laughs> <laughs> the weird bit for me, I just, that was on recently again. I just saw, when he does the force run out of the jungle at the end, yeah. looking at the helicopter, and he does like the Liam Neeson, Phantom Menace yeah. fucking speed run out, it's like, where is he going? <laughs> What's going on? What happened to the TiVo? Okay, number two on my list, uh, Aston Kutcher. Number two on my list is Sandra fucking Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I loved her in speed loved her in demolition man and just everything since then is just like fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> just I haven't seen the what was it the the Oscar one the blind side the blind side I haven't seen that I've got a blind spot for the blind side but I mean fuck you <laughs> just smack that bitch up <laughs> I just don't like it's just ah I don't have any she makes my teeth hurt strangely enough I don't have any women on my list but I'm gonna add one now oh yeah Lindsay Lohan Lindsay Lohan <laughs> She was awesome and Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> I've wanted to kick the shit out of her ever since the parrot trap. <laughs> I don't, does she still count as an actress anymore? Hmm? Did she ever still... count as an actress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except for Mean Girls, in which I wanted to hit her and then have sex with her. No. <laughs> in that order? <laughs> Before, during, and after. <laughs> but you're not a misogynist. <laughs> no, you're, you're a lobanist. I'm not. Who's number three on your list? Uh, I, after that, I got Tom Cruise. Just the way he's behaving at the minute, he just needs a slap. Needs a lot more than that. Lane <laughs> <laughs> Grossman movie. Take a flamethrower in his head. Number three on my list is Rupert Everett. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just want to punch this gay face. <laughs> no, it's because, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like I like him. I got nothing against him, but he's just got one of those faces of like... I reckon it would be quite pleasurable to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon you'd cu- your, your, your high-defined cheekbones would cushion the blow quite nice. <laughs> and then, like, you know, just at the end of it, just say, say hi, Madonna. <laughs> bitch! <laughs> You've been knocked the fuck out. Just say hi to Madonna. Bitch, you're the next best thing! <laughs> 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 to punching Madonna! <laughs> I actually have five... Oh, really? <laughs> Keep going, roll it. I got Mike Myers. Yeah. Well, the only he's not doing enough to, to, to warrant punching. Uh, he's in between but he's, punches. But he's, but he's got to be dressed up in, in his love guru outfit. Yes. I want to beat the fucking shit out of him. And also his character from Inglorious Bastards. I want to beat the shit out of him, too. <laughs> They're called the Bastards. What was this? What is it you can't face? <laughs> you want to punch him in his can't face? What is it you can't face? <laughs> I want to punch you, but I can't face it. <laughs> and at the end of the list, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, really? I want to punch Harrison Ford. He's such a grouchy son of a bitch. <laughs> Even when he's smiling, he, he just looks like a grouchy... What the fuck am I doing on this show? I want to go watch a carpentry. <laughs> My mommy 
hurt. My daddy hurt my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although he does deserve props for one awesome, for, for one awesome uh, quote. Uh, this was before, uh, like when they were making Crystal Skull, and they asked him, "What would you have done if they had gone ahead and uh, if they gone ahead and made it without you?" It's like I would have told them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll cut him enough slack because he is Han Solo. And nobody fucks with Han Solo. No, yeah, he, I, he, I, would, he would not have been on this list two years ago. No, it's only since Crystal Skull he's just turned into the most. Cantankerous fucking, you know, it's like he's just like. And now he's decided, and he's, he's finally decided to marry Calista Flockhart. I know, well. it's like shit. How rich do you have to be before you can just be happy? Yeah. You know, for God's sake. Man. You've got an earring. It's like shit. Mark Leave Hamill it. Mark Hamill didn't have the career that you have, and he's he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Fucking. He's gotta be. He's gotta work. He's gotta, <laughs> gotta feed the kids. <laughs> he's gotta feed the monkey. <laughs> I mean, hasn't that occurred to you, man? <laughs> the, one, the last one on my list was Adam Sandler. Absolutely. Just the way he's doing shit read these days, it's like the days that Happy Gilmore gives him a lot of cred, but like Switch, I just want to punch him in the fucking face. I would also like to punch Rain. <laughs> Rain! <laughs> not, not because, I, not because I, uh, he's done anything, not because I don't like him or anything, but just so I can tell someone that I punched, I punched Rain. Rain. <laughs> I punched Rain. What did, what did it feel like? Water. <laughs> <laughs> it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Ethiopia's favorite movie. So um, this might be we might turn this into a regular section where you can write in and say what would, you know give us a question on um, who would we like to insert blank in the face mm-hmm. um, next week next week <laughs> <laughs> email us in your suggestions for who you'd like to fuck in the face <laughs> or if you happen to be a chick who would you like to have fuck you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. People want to know. Okay, let's move on to our movie reviews. Uh, I saw Toy Story three, the final chapter. Literally, this, no, there's no, there was no colon, there was no subtitle. Uh-huh. Although I did see somewhere called the golden age or the end of the golden era or something like that somewhere. But um, yeah, I caught this last night. Mm-hmm. I had some Pixar, the sequel to Toy Story two. Mm-hmm. Also no <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> and uh, is this does it does it give a very definitive closing? Oh my god, yes. Okay then. This is this is very much the well, final chapter. The final chapter. I mean, this is um it's it, it is a fitting farewell to these toys, these characters. It is very some points it does get a little mawkish, like that like every like every character who's left. I mean, I was wondering where the little binocular guy was in Orsi. They went around cuz the whole point is movie and he's grown up. Yeah. He's going to college, right? Yeah, and I mean these toys have a existential crisis mm. because it's like well, we, you know, Woody's still. We should be there for Andy. Yeah, it might, you know, his mom is like, well, you gotta, you gotta put like whatever's going in the attic, put in the attic box. Whatever's going, everything else goes out. What you've got the college box, you got the attic box, and everything else is going in the trash. Yeah, so you gotta figure it out. And that, what Woody is very much like, we gotta be there for him. We go up to the attic. The skeletric is up there. It's you know all those yeah, yeah, yeah. you know those those guys from the Christmas lights yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how they're all out yeah, yeah. you gotta hang out with those guys yeah, yeah. it won't be so bad and when when Andy has his own kids we can be brought back out again we can be played with because they have this whole thing about being played with but also and they're Andys they all yeah, have yeah. the brand of yeah. Andy yeah 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 <laughs> the number of the beast on their feet <laughs> um so there's the, that's the, that's that's kind of the key thing about it and it is again it's it's a Pixar movie in that it has storytelling in that there's a lot of things going on you know there is there's, a, there's some confusion where they where they're going to the trash Woody's still on the side of Andy 
himself and Buzz have some conflicts um, through various different reasons they end up at a daycare centre yep. which all seems sweetness and light but I don't want to spoil too much but there's, there's more going on at the daycare Right, right. And sunny, sunny valley is not so sunny. Right, right. Um, and but there's all some lovely set pieces throughout. Um, they get so they get a lot of new toys in there as well. You have to see all this stuff. You get you were just saying you got to feed the monkey. They have one of those freaky. Oh yeah, for, like for, from that horror movie, the horror movie thing <laughs> where it like it bangs the it, 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 it's on Overwatch like. And What's the, the name of that horror movie? Oh, that fucking monkey. I have no idea. The monkey with the symbols. Yeah, the symbols. And every and time it, he clashes the symbols, it means you're someone's gonna die. And in between, when it's like when it stops doing that, it goes <laughs> and its eyes pop out. In many ways, this movie will scar children. I mean, there was plenty of laugh out loud bits, but I was freaking out, and I'd only had a couple of drinks. <laughs> The monkey was like, oh, make it stop for the love of God. Don't do oh, it's a close-up on the face. <laughs> Jesus, this was the freakiest fucking thing in this movie. Um, and they have the, the, most of the main cast return. There's the pig, there's the potato heads. Um, RC's gone. Come on, RC's gone. Mm-hmm. Buzz, Jesse, mm-hmm. uh, Bullseye, Thunderbolt, Bullseye's the horse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Barbie. Barbie's there. well Barbie's actually the, 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 the daughter's toy and she gets lumped in with these guys oh, right. and they do meet up with Ken but like you know there were separate rooms okay okay, okay. so uh, they do meet up with Ken <laughs> and they do um... <laughs> she's from another country she's foreign <laughs> put her in the box but um... and it should be pointed out that Ken is played by Michael Keaton yes uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just give a shout out to Michael Keaton in every that's just awesome, though. I mean, every t- every time there's any Michael Keaton thing, I'll just I'll just scream out a random Michael Keaton movie. And I, I'm not spoiling anything. Ken is awesome. He's clean the, and sober. He's like, oh Barbie. He's like, oh God, you dress so well. He's got like he's like he has a full. He's Ken's dream house with all the wardrobes like astronaut, kung fu. You know, he's got like all these fucking clothes. He's like, I'm gonna dress up. <laughs> they have this weird kinky thing going on. Multiplicity. Multiplicity. Desperate uh, measures. Rex is in it, of course. You know, Wallace Shawn is back. Don Rickles is back as uh, Mr. Potato Head. Ziggy um, Dog this time is based, uh, voiced by Blake Clark, uh, who worked for Adam Sandler movies in like The Waterboy and I'm Pronouncing Chip and Larry. Mm-hmm. And he does a very, you wouldn't know any wouldn't difference. Guess. Like, it sounds just like Ziggy Dog. Because I had heard originally they were maybe going to try and retask some of his recorded dialogue from the original one. Mm-hmm. Because Jim Varney had a very, very distinctive, distinctive, very voice. distinctive voice. Well, unfortunately, he passed away in 2000. So. Which, which uh, you know, it's, it's kind of surprising. You forget how long it's been yeah. since since Toy Story two. And that's the thing. I haven't seen like I haven't seen. Oh, Toy Story. I've only seen it once, and it is. I mean, there was a thing I saw yesterday about um, how Toy Story two is still the best reviewed. I mean, across a certain sub, uh, subset of reviewers, yeah. it is still the best reviewed movie of all time. Mm-hmm. This uh, Toy Story three was taken off that. It was heading that way, but there was two contrary people who just basically wanted to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, because it was uh, it was a hundred percent. for quite for quite a while, and then so it had like two bad reviews. Yeah, two bad reviews. So and far. how many bad reviews has uh, Toy Story two had? Because I thought I Toy know. Story two was like ninety seven percent. It wasn't hundred. Really? It wasn't hundred. I think it was like ninety seven to ninety eight percent. Well, they said that Toy Story two was still the highest one. And I mean, I remember seeing Toy Story when I saw Toy Story two saw in the cinema, and uh, it was incredibly funny. I mean, this is funny. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't find myself laughing quite as much as I did, in, as I recall, laughing in Toy Story two. It was quite a while ago, mm-hmm. so it could be age getting in there. But I mean, there was the whole Buzz Lightyear and, and, and Zerg thing that they had this whole thing. No Buzz, I am your father, and that was just the whole setup of that and everything was brilliant. Or Buzz going into the um, the toy store, driving in the toy store mm-hmm. with a car full of Barbies, and they have like the, all the Buzz Lightyears, and they're like, ah, a fellow man from space, Star Control, and like, oh, you guys are so like. 
Jesus, remember when I used to be like that? Fuck. <laughs> but like every Pixar movie, and I'm not sure whether you'll like it or not, because there is a point, and this one, it's... You, you, we've said in the past that you have problems with them seeming, seeming manipulative. Yes. Now, there is a point... In, they do, they, on one level, I was aware of that going in. I'm like, this, this is a bit manipulative, but it's so well done. Mm-hmm. There is a moment in this movie where I got goosebumps. Uh, I can't say much more about it. Um, it's, it's, we can call it the yap emotional manipulative point, or yemp. All right. This is a very high yemp factor, right. where you, you will either totally go with it, or you will just stand up and say, fuck this shit, and walk out, because I know what your issues with Pixar movies. <laughs> but it is a beautiful, it is one of the moments of cinema for this year. It is actually one point where I got goosebumps, I'm sitting there, I'm going... You, the 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 trash you, thing. You, you know cry. You cry. I tear up a little bit. You tear it up a little. I bit. was like, this one moment, this could be like the end of the franchise, as in the end of the franchise. Okay, you don't. You know, let me. You know, see what, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just. It blew me away that bit. I was like, fuck. And the the toys' reaction and everything about it. It wasn't like you know, oh, music swells and all that kind of shit. It's just the characters. Doing something that just knocks you right out, mm-hmm. um, and that was genius. I mean, I haven't the seen movie? anything like that in the movie ever. I mean, just this whole—what the emotion of that moment is fantastic. The the movie as a whole, though, is it a very satisfying experience? Yeah, I mean, it does get a bit near the end. It does get a bit mockish with the you know the introductions of every character and making sure they all have their little send send offs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know they have a the little bit after the credits as well, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole through line with this bear. There's lots of hugging bear. Did you see that? Yeah, guy, yeah, the yeah, pink yeah, guy? yeah, yeah. Oh, he smells of strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> kind of freaky. Everyone's like, mm, who voices him? Is it Timothy Dalton? No. Who, who, um, who is Timothy Dalton voice? Timothy Dalton's not in it. Timothy, Timothy Dalton is in it. Timothy Dalton's not in it. He is, dude. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> He's Mr. Pricklepants. Okay. <laughs> He's Mr. Pricklepants. I was going crazy. <laughs> Mr. Pricklepants is this like hedgehog in uh, later hosen who was like, ah, so he welcome, welcome to the troop, sir. You know, when when the child comes in, just improvise, just go with us. He's very much like you know toys as actors. Seth Rogen's in it as a fucking unicorn. He's like, don't mind him, just go with it. It's actually very cool. You can spot Seth Rogen's voice very clearly. Uh, Beatrice Miller's in it as well. She's got a good character. Who was the other one? Um, Lotso Huggin. Lotso is Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. And he's got a real home style charm to him. <laughs> you know, he's he's sitting on the porch drinking lemonade. I love Ned Beatty. Yeah. Fuck. And he's awesome. <laughs> he's like, oh. Hello there, new toys. How are you doing? <laughs> you got a and everything. It's just... Welcome to the farm. The it's one, all good in San Diego. The one, <laughs> the one new toy from this that I've seen the visual for it, I've been looking for this, for a plush version of this everywhere. I can't find it. The peas in the pod. Oh, yes, yes. Those are fantastic. They actually turn up and it's like... And it's like rolling around and shit. They're so cute. I saw, I saw, the, I saw the fucking visuals for the peas in the pod. I, ever, ever since then, I've been looking everywhere. You can get them. I think you should be able to get them. I, 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 I've looked. I've gone to all the Toy Story fucking like the, the Toy Story merchandise shit. Is everyone's taking up the ass right now? There's no peas in the pod. No, oh. and that's ridiculous. You just look at the visual. How can you not want to buy that? I want a Mr. Pricklepants. You can get him. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You can't. You can't get him. You can't get him. But you can get because there, there is a you, lot of toys in this. They're not going to turn them all to toys. You can get Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. 
you can get like and you get Ned Beatty in different sizes and I'll just say you know I'll just say this one thing Spanish Buzz is awesome Spanish Buzz I'll leave it at that okay <laughs> but the peas in the pod they're cute they're very cute they're very like, cute. and they've got kids voices and they're like hey what are you doing here and it's like oh also they do like pop out of the oh yeah they roll, they roll around, around. <laughs> they roll around they roll around also they just like zip it up and they roll and uh, all together I want to get like a bolster size one <laughs> yeah just like get a bolster size when, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm bored I'll just unzip it and then take there's your peas take <laughs> <laughs> just have it in your bag go to bed you, cry you, into your peas every night use the peas as like like put, put use them as like a little pillow <laughs> um, and hug the pot <laughs> what it is I mean it is still a Toy Story movie there's plenty of pot going uh, plot plenty of pot <laughs> <laughs> plenty of pot going around yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's plenty of plot like I mean it's seriously at the end of it was like do you remember that bit do you remember that bit and it was like there is quite a lot going on yeah um, and actually, it was only when I looked at the Easter eggs afterwards that Sid is in it. You know the kid from next door. Oh yeah, yeah. So keep an eye. You won't. It, it's very subtle. It's very subtle. Very subtle. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the stuff before from Wally and some of that. So like, you know, I instantly spotted the A one one three. You know, the class they all used to share in MIT or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, there's a few bits and pieces of other like the Planet Express truck. You mm-hmm. know, the Pizza Express truck. Planet yeah. Pizza. Planet Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. You spot that pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that pops up in quite a few of the movies. Like it was. In, oh, it pops in all of them. It was in Up. Yeah. Um, it's in. I think. I think it's in every single one. I, I did read somewhere it's not in the Incredibles, but I think it actually the, the, that guy missed it. It oh. is in the Incredibles as well. It's just it's always in the background. Right. So you think this is going to clean up? Very much so. Um, well, it took in forty-one million on Friday alone. Yeah. So not doing too badly. It's a very good movie, and I must talk about the three D as well. The three D. I mean, that's what the three D movies. I have. I, may, I don't know whether I'm just getting a little more used to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't get that kind of feeling in the back of my head that it's weird. But also, it was the depth thing. You didn't really notice it so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't. There was nothing coming out of the screen. I did do the, that very well. Um, and I, I don't know if it added anything by being in three D. Really? Yeah. I was like, I, I remember reading one review somewhere saying, "Don't bother." Yeah. With three D. Um, it's not Clash of the Titans in, in that it's bad with the three D. Mm-hmm. But like, I was sitting there thinking, well. I'm wearing glasses, but it doesn't look like 3D. Are there any sequences in particular that um, benefit from it? Uh, no, because I go for the whole depth thing. The, right. it, it more becomes so it's it more becomes you more see at the beginning. The the, the, the uh, before as usual Pixar movies they have a little short before the movie, and this time it's called Night and Day. Yeah, and it's a very cute short, and it's a very cute blend of 2D and 3D that really uses that depth effect. Right. Uh, to say any more again would it would spoil the 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 magic of that effect. Okay. But um, not so much. I mean, little bits of people flying and stuff like that. But even with that, it's not. You're not like following shit round and flying through stuff. Right, right. It's just it happens. Right. And uh, Woody's running is the funniest thing I've ever seen because he runs like this, you know, because <laughs> he's a rag doll. <laughs> he's just great when he's like, "Oh guys!" And he's just <laughs> Tom Hanks does a lot of screaming. I forget how good a scream. He never screams like Woody in anything else. <laughs> you notice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he doesn't scream much in other no. movies. <laughs> He hasn't screamed since the eighties, but yeah, I mean, he's a serious actor now. Exactly, but uh, which is a shame because when you see Tom Hanks on talk shows, he's a funny guy. You forget how what an amazing comedy actor that he is because he's doing all these like really serious movies now. Yeah. And it's like shit. I'd love for him to do like a sequel to Big. Yeah, actually, no. I'd love to see Small. him. I'd, I'd love to see him do a, a, a remake of The Burbs and have him play the Bruce Dern character. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, no, no, no. He can play clip check. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to make a mint. And as usual, you know, I mean, I I bought someone the uh, Jesse doll yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know who? Yeah. 
<laughs> and they are true to life. They are toys, and they are cool. No, no, I, I've I've seen the, uh, the 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 Woody. Yeah, and I want I want to get one for myself. Reach for the sky, <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> And there's, uh, there's a beautiful moment, very much like Boo, you hated Monsters Inc., but very much like Boo from the original yeah, from Monsters yeah, Inc., yeah. there's a little character who's like, it's amazing how they get so much cute into one little character. Like, even mm-hmm. the humans are a bit better in this than they are in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, they put more thought if you see more of Andy's face, you see more of this character's little uh, bunny, her face. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's running around the backyard in yellow wellies and, like, you know, shorts and top with, like, a princess uh, tutu thingy on. Mm-hmm. It's. it's it, every, it's just the sweep of her hair is cute. Everything they make this kid is cute, but not in a cloying and morning way. Right. Um, it is artfully done okay. and it is a very good movie so I highly recommend go seeing it and it is very much a fitting end to the system or to <laughs> this, still the, the series mode. still in work mode <laughs> yeah the system must be complete <laughs> but, the system is going down you can't fight the system but um, it's such a, an end that I hope like, I mean, it has been a long time since the last one Pixar do essentially own Disney now yeah. I'm hoping that they can keep that going I mean Toy Story 2 when that came out that was originally Disney were like we'll just put it on video we'll do it like Ariel 4 or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, it, all yeah, that, yeah. that direct video shit they were doing and Pixar yeah. said no we won't do that yeah. we wouldn't do that to these characters because we've lived with them for 10 fucking years yeah, exactly. when making that shit it takes so long to do this stuff yeah, yeah. it does have the quickest credits of any Pixar movie I've ever been in because I thought there might be something at the end there is a little bit running through it but they don't fuck you over if you're going to go see this you're not you don't have to wait till the very end once the bit during the credits is over yeah. you can leave Oh. But um, you know, I think they actually just use the width of the screen more, and they just stack them. Because <laughs> usually, you know, you're waiting watching the, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, end yeah, of cars. Yeah. You're waiting like a good twenty minutes for all the fucking production babies and all that. Yeah, yep, yep. So, Toy Story three, go see it. It's good, excellent. I went to see the uh, the remake of the Karate Kid, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what, guys, this is a this is a good remake. Yeah, this is a good remake because I mean. I was expecting to hate it, yeah. you know, especially when the first trailer came. You were looking forward to hating it. I was, I was. You know, I mean, actually, when I went to see it, I kind of had a funny feeling I was going to like it because I, I just had too many people I, whose opinion I trust come up to me and said, "Look, it's actually not that bad." Yeah. Uh, and also, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half stars, which is like okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert also gave Kickass one star, but fuck you, Roger Ebert. <laughs> no, but his reasons for giving Kickass one star was more to do with just like being an old fart. Being an old fart and it's like, I'm sorry, I just cannot recommend an 11 year old girl killing, you know, brutally killing people as entertainment. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> She's a role model. She's Charles Barkley for little girls. There you go. Another reason why I was scared shitless about this movie, uh, you know, aside from the fact that it was remaking a beloved classic, mm-hmm. uh, was that it was being directed by Harold Zwart, uh, who who, who, that? who directed uh, the Pink Panther two, the Steve Byrne one. Yep, and Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> What's Frank the guy's name? Anderson is not the big black guy. Um, Michael Anderson. Yeah. Michael. Anthony Anderson. Anthony, Anthony Anderson, Anthony yeah. Anthony Anderson, yeah. I think it was a um, friend of the show, Mr. Dave, who emailed in saying, oh shit, Anthony Anderson's in, Terminator, in Transformers 2. Forget about it. <laughs> he was in Transformers 1. 1, sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, don't put me in jail, lady! <laughs> she did it! She did it! I don't feel so good. Should I eat the donuts? No. Although, although there's one scene in Transformers one that it still cracks me up, and it's when, it's when that guy runs through the glass door. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Anderson's friend, and the SWAT team is tackling him in the pool. And, and I remember watching it with a commentary, and Michael Bay was like, "All right, now this is something that I'm talking about. You see this guy running through the glass door? Now why is this funny? I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> I, I've seen this movie in, in every country around the world, and every time this guy runs through the glass door and gets tackled to the ground, the audience laughs." <laughs> Because this is like, oh, run! <laughs> it's just like, Mr. Pigs. 
<laughs> Don't chase me, bro. In Michael Bay's world, all black people respond to cops like they do in cops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they run. <laughs> anyway, uh, this uh, remake actually one thing that's one thing that you will notice is that this follows the beats of the original almost, almost like it beat for beat. Really? Does yeah. he get beat up by a fence? No. <laughs> so they missed that beat then. He doesn't get beat up by a fence. Uh, Not by beside the fence. Though. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Does he wear a shower curtain? Oh, oh, the, only the... they've updated it now. It's not a fence. It's a. It's it's a. Uh, it's a bed sheet. <laughs> does, oh, the, does he wear a shower curtain to the prom or whatever the disco? No. Is there a disco? No, there's no disco. So it doesn't follow the beats at all. What are you talking about? You're wrong. It's not a. It's not a disco. It's a Chinese festival with with a with a with a with a shadow puppet show. <laughs> Because it is, it, it, it's relocated to China, right? Yeah, it's, real, it's uh, that's the major difference is that it's uh, relocated to China. His mom, Jaden's, uh, uh, the, the the Karate Kid is uh, his character's name is Dre Parker. He's played by Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, um, and the Mr. Miyagi character is now called Mr. Han, played by Jackie Chan. Mm. And in this re- in the in this particular remake, uh, they have to move to China because his mom, played by Taraji P Henson, Who? Uh, Taraji P Henson. Mm. Mm. Um, she works for um, the, uh, the, uh, the the motor company, and uh, she's been transferred to China. So, like, they they're, they're from Detroit, and uh, they they moved to China. And what is kind of nice about it, and a couple of reviews have have mentioned this, is that they they have updated it to sort of suit the times by by going like this is happening to a lot of Americans. Uh-huh. It's like a lot of Americans they cannot find work. In America, they're like, there's no work for them in the. Their- guy, what was it? What was that? What was? What was a couple of fucking ten years ago that um, Michael Moore made that movie about Detroit? Uh, Roger and me. Roger and me. Roger and me. Uh, but so in that regard, it is kind of it is kind of of the time of the time where it's there is like a scene where like natu- you know naturally there's a is scene she massively where- in debt. No, <laughs> no. It's, that, I mean, that's one thing that's nice about it is that. It's uh, is that they are moving because she's been transferred. I mean, like this is where the work is, and that's all they say about it. Uh-huh. There's no sort of like drama. Oh, we're in debt, you know, like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So that's that's kind of nice because at first you're given the impression that maybe they might go down that road, and they never do. So that's that is nice. And naturally, when he, when Jaden Smith gets there, uh, he doesn't fit in very well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, you know, so like, and he hates China, and he tells his mom that he hates China, and she's, you know, and it's so fair. It's like I want to go back. I want to go back home, and the mom's like, "This is home. There's nothing for us in Detroit. This is home. Fucking deal with it." <laughs> and so he goes there, and as it is, he he uh, meets a cute little Asian girl, ah. you know, who just who likes playing the violin, and as he's trying to impress her. Um, this big group of Chinese boys come and like, what are you doing here? And beat the shit out of him. Really? <laughs> Is it intense? Well, I mean, because like, uh, like uh, this this kid. It's all Chinese, all kung fu, right? Yeah, this kid played. Uh, and they just roughing them up, or are they actually? No, like, no, 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 no. This is another thing about this movie. When when people when the kids fight, kids get fucked it's up. It's like G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's like kids get fucked up in this movie. And when Jaden Smith gets beaten up the first time, you do feel the pain because it's not just like punch in the face. It's like takes him. Somersaults him around, slams his back against the ground, and, oh. and, and you know, and and you can feel the impact, yeah. you know. And it's like, and Jaden Smith, he plays pain pretty good. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> and I tell you, like uh, the 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 bad guy, his name's Chang, played by Zinwei Wang, and not that you'll remember that name, uh, and. He's just... They, they found the meanest-looking Chinese kid on the planet. A friend of mine saw said the exact same thing. They said, this kid, you hate this kid. You hate this fucking kid. You know, and, and he just has this... The kind of, like, Chinese-accented English that just makes you want to hate him even more. It's like, you stay away from us. 
all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, I want to kill you. <laughs> I like. I, I, I hated the Chinese within the first 15 minutes of this movie. And you are Chinese. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm never going to this fucking place. This, you know, this is another thing, uh, another thing. It's Beijing, right? It's Beijing. And Beijing looks beautiful in this movie. No smog? No smog. It's like, it's the most amazing thing. They've managed to make one of the most polluted places on the planet look, look fucking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they sent one billion Chinese people. No spitting either? <laughs> any, is there any, cra- no. any hungering? No, no, no. There's no sp- I mean, like, uh, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, Beijing looks like a really cool place. It looks beautiful. Wow. You know? And it's like, where's all? Where's the pollution? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's all been absorbed into the into the children. That's why they're all so evil. <laughs> but they're smokers. But I mean, like uh, the, the story is very simple. You know, kid moves to China, doesn't fit in, makes enemies with this uh, group of a uh, fucking horrible bunch of Chinese little bastards, and uh, and he wants to learn kung fu. And this is another thing that I'll get to. He wants to learn kung fu. Uh, because he's just he's just kind of interested in the whole idea of learning kung fu, and also because also because he wants to beat the shit out of these Chinese kids. Yeah. And he goes to the kung fu school and realizes this is where those evil bastards train. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny, man, because he goes into like he goes in and watches these people train, and that little mean bastard's there, right? And he sees him, and he sees he sees um, fucking Jaden Smith looking at him, and he goes up to the ring and beats the shit out of this other kid in the ring. But the whole time he's beating the shit out of this kid, he's looking at Jaden Smith, <laughs> and he's just like. This is, this is your boy. He's not even looking at the kid he's beaten up. He's looking at Jim Smith like, so I'm gonna do to you. I'm gonna fuck your shit up. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass. <laughs> I'm gonna open up a can of what <laughs> But is he, are they Cobra called Cobra Kai? <laughs> no, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> um, and Jackie Chan's character is the maintenance man at the um, the, uh, the 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 apartment block that um, that. Uh, Smith Smith and his mom is living in and uh, Jackie Chan's character basically saves him one day from getting his ass kicked like Pat yeah like Pat Marino does I mean like I was going to say Pat Benatar but no Pat Pat Benatar (laughs) (laughs) what an awesome movie that would be (laughs) now that's a remake I can get behind (laughs) (laughs) I just have this mental picture in my head (laughs) Pat Benatar (laughs) Uh, and the uh, the famous wax on wax off from the first one is now take your jacket off, throw your jacket on the ground, uh, yeah. pick your jacket up, hang your jacket up, put your, take your jacket off, put it back on, take it off, throw it to the ground, and it is a nice little way of updating it. Yeah, it is a nice little way of updating it. The only thing is that I found really weird. I mean, I'm not going to say too much too much more about it because if you've seen the the original, then you pretty much know the story for this. This is a kind of a long movie. It's two it's 2 hours and 20 minutes. Whoa. Um, however, I did look it up. It's only 15 minutes longer than the original. Oh, okay. So, it's not that much. And did they and, update and the grain kick? They they because I saw in the trailer he does some like Matrix style shit. There is a nod to it. Yeah. There is a nod to it. They do, and they they do update it personally. The trailer I, shows an awesome knee slide and also the scene where he goes upside down. Yes. And yes. Yes. <laughs> the the knee slide is pretty awesome. Uh, what happens after is even more awesome. Because there is a tournament. There is a tournament. Yes. And uh, the tournament is good fun. And um, and he's in the, the Mr. Han school, right? And he's fighting against his old his old school. Yeah. But uh, he's Mr. Han's only teacher. Yeah. Like same thing. And uh, but Jackie Chan. One thing about it, this is Jackie Chan's best performance in years. Really? He, Jackie Chan. He's not playing stupid kitty. He he's actually playing a real character, and he does. He actually, you know, he he honors the spirit of uh, the Mr. Miyagi character very nicely. And Jackie and he and his character. Ralph Macho in it. 
Oh uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Fuckers. He's yeah, yeah. He plays one of the guys who gets spat on, like because <laughs> he's being too nice. <laughs> but uh, no, Jackie Chan has one scene in it. I won't say what it is, but I mean, you'll, if you've seen the original, you'll probably guess it. Uh, and it's it's an amazing it's an amazing scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a very very good scene. He plays it very very well. And the two of them have a very nice chemistry. They have a very nice chemistry. There's a few things about James it. Smith seems to be quite a good little actor. Like, I haven't seen The Pursuit of Happiness, but... Um, he's very good in The Pursuit of Happiness. What was the other one he was in? The Day the Earth is Still. I hated yeah. him in that. I thought he was an annoying little shit in that. Oh, in that one, yeah. That's why yeah. he's like... But I would destroy the planet if yeah. he was all into this kid. But uh, he was very good in The Pursuit of Happiness. And he's very good in this. He's very charming. I mean, if he, if, he, uh, if he plays his cards right, he could very well end up having his father's career. Yeah. But there is a few things that's weird about it. Number one... It really should be called the Kung Fu Kid. Yeah. It really should be called the Kung Fu Kid. Because he learns Kung Fu, not karate. He learns Kung Fu. Not only is it like you think this looks like Kung Fu, not karate, they actually say it in the movie. <laughs> they actually say it in the movie. Jackie, is, he just, is he just retarded and thinks it's called karate? One of the characters. No, no, even he did calls they even, it. Did they even mention karate? Is they it karate mentioned at all? Yes, it is. It is. And this is, uh, it, this is how it's mentioned. You know, it's like, look, you know, like, if you want to learn karate, it's not karate, it's kung fu, kung fu, karate, whatever. <laughs> That's how it's referred to. Pepsi, Coke, what the fuck. Exactly. <laughs> That's how it's referred to in the movie. And for the rest of the time, whenever it's mentioned, it's always mentioned kung fu. Whoa. So it should be called the kung, kung fu, fu kid. You know, and... Which would sound cooler as well. Yeah. And this is another thing that's weird about it, is that by the time Jaden Smith is ready for the tournament, mm-hmm. he's cut. Ready? He's like in good fucking shape. And on is he the, is and, he James and, McAvoy in uh, Wanted Cut? Something like that. <laughs> something like that. And on a thirteen-year-old kid, it looks weird. Really? Yeah, I know. It looks weird because there's a, there's a few scenes of him shirtless and he's he's practicing and he's cut and he's thirteen. His character in the movie's twelve. <laughs> Actually, there's a movie called Kung Fu Kids. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's a Chinese movie. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> it came out when I was a kid. It was awesome. Is there one like the 7 or 11 of the fuckers? No, it's like it. 5 of them. No, it's fucking hilarious. I remember, I remember watching that when I was like 8 or 9. It's genius. Uh, but he's cut and it looks weird on a kid his age. Yeah. You know, it just looks like looks like one of those fucking those freak home videos. You, know, you see them? So that's another thing. A little Indian kid who smokes and pumps iron. That's, yeah. That's, that's another thing. Like, yeah, yeah that, that fucking thing. Another weird thing about it is the change of heart everybody has towards the end. It's like everyone hates each other, but at the end, there's like a change of heart. They hook it up. Might as well. <laughs> and as a viewer, you ju- uh, for me, I just love yeah, our respect. <laughs> oh, it's it's like they now okay. hang with us, all of us. It's it's their version of the ending of the first best of the best. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your brother was great warrior. <laughs> <laughs> But it down. But <laughs> together, Tommy. No, <laughs> coach. He's gonna kill him. <laughs> but uh, I would, I would recommend this movie. I mean, like, if you are, if you are gonna be really, really sort of um, anal about the original, then you're gonna hate this movie no matter what. Yeah. You know, I like the original. I'm a fan, but I'm not like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's like this is, you know, this is the gospel. Uh, I do think the one thing that that, that you um, that you get watching this is that this is a very respectful remake. Oh, cool! You know, I mean, they are not they are not trying to shit on the memory of the original at all. In two in the one week, mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, Hollywood's finally seen sense. And Who directed this? 
uh, uh, Harold's Warp, the director oh, yeah. of Pink Panther Two. <laughs> Although, in so, inter- so who produced? I mean, who's the who? Who drove it? Was, it? it was produced by um, Overbrook Entertainment, which is Will Smith. Okay. So, uh, so you can definitely see like a Will, Will Smith. So Robert Mark Kamen wrote this. Mm. Uh, Robert Mark Kamen also uh, wrote uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Another feel-good little thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote. Um, oh, bored. He 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 writes a lot of movies with Luke Besson. <laughs> Robert Mark Heyman is uh, Luke Besson's writing partner. He wrote uh, the Fifth Element with him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just has a program on Microsoft. He's a macro on Microsoft Word, and X punches X, and X punches X. <laughs> Drives taxi through X. Insert X. And it was uh, co-written with uh, Christopher Murphy, who uh, has only written one other movie, which is called The Unsaid, which I haven't heard of. Christopher Murphy! Charlie Murphy! Slap! <laughs> but yes, I would uh, definitely recommend this movie. Cool. Even though I have said I'm not crazy about the idea for a sequel. Yeah. And when you see this movie, you will know what I mean. This is... You kind of do get the feeling that you're lucky that you got away with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, this... You know, you've actually... You've actually come out smelling good on the other side. Don't fuck it up. Doing it again, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, yeah. have as much. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine this um, having the same kind of feel yeah. the second time around. But I cannot imagine any kid not liking this. Oh. I mean, if you're 12, 13 years old, you you'd be running out of there. <laughs> I mean, out in the states, fucking martial arts classes are going through the roof. Enrollment are going to go through the roof. Well, better that than enrolling in the navy after top There you go. Cool. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of psyched for it now because I was, I was just thinking, fuck that. It's the next Karate Kid. Yeah. But uh, and uh, Jackie Chan has one, one cool line in it that I must say. It's like, it's like focus. I am focused. Your focus needs more focus. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Because I, I was very worried about his performance in it, but Jackie Chan. Because yeah, because no, no, the, his... the slate of movies he's done recently, like I mean, no, no, no. I had the exact same fear as you did. Um, you know, like I mean, I've said it on the podcast quite a few times. Jackie Chan is dead to me. Mm. In fact, I think I said it the first time I saw the first trailer for the Karate Kid. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, he he equips himself. He handles himself admirably. Cool. Well, let's finish up this cast then. So, starting off the Malaysian box office top ten at number ten, we have Marmaduke. I've heard this movie is an it's, insult. It's beyond bad. It's an insult to people. It's the, it's the reason terrorists hate America. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Nanny McPhee and the Big Bang. It's got a lot of publicity. It was in London. Um, supposed to be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the first one. I hear the first one's very good. I haven't seen the I haven't seen it though. Number eight, Killers. Aston uh, Kutcher, Kutcher. I want to punch you in the face. Catherine Hegel. Number seven. Get your batol. Number six, Singham. Number five, Shrek Forever After. Do the roar. Number four, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Really Do the roar. Number three, Legenda Budak Setan, which translated from Malay means The Legend of the Devil Boy. <laughs> Number awesome. two, 18. 18. Number one, The Karate Kid. Fuck, even here. Even here. And the US fucks yes. up a stop 10. We have number 10, Splice. Which I really, really, I really to want to see, see this. this. I really want to see this. It looks like species, but with a brain. Yeah. Number nine, Iron Man 2, which, Iron is fin- which has finally crossed the $300 million mark for domestic. Cool. Number eight, Sex in the City 2. I hear that this movie sucks all kinds of donkey balls. Number seven, Marmaduke, donkey balls. (laughs) Number six, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Number five, Killers. Punch your face! Number four, Get Him to the Greek. I want to see this. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this. It's getting good reviews in the concept of Dumbass. Number three, Shrek Forever After. Hanging in there. This movie's really been hanging in there. Do the roar. Do the roar. Number two, A-Team. I love it when a plan goes together. Number one, The Karate Kid. Your focus needs more focus. Yeah. So to play us out tonight, we have, I think, from the makers of Power Thirst, uh, we have the immortal dog. Thank you. Good night. And don't forget to email us in at podcast.mcgapperfries.
podcast at mcgappinfries.com. Good night. Good night. Did I come silent?